You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, your host, back with another episode. Today, I have Tabitha with me to talk about rustic puff crates. Uh, I have two golden doodles. One of them is crated. One of them is just the queen of the entire house. Uh, but we are definitely going to be in the market sometime soon to get, uh, you know, a, a legit crate like you guys build, not one of the, you know, the, the metal ones that I think probably the majority of the public have. But uh, Thanks for joining me today. Excited to hear more of the story. Um, I guess we'll start, you know, you, you know, we're in, in Tulsa today. Are you born and raised in Tulsa? Uh, no, I'm not. I was born in Wichita, Kansas, but moved here when I was five. And so I pretty much consider myself a Tulsan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so family moved to Tulsa when you were five, your brothers and sisters as well? Um, I have one younger sister mm-hmm. um, and that's about it. Yeah. What was the reason you guys moved to Tulsa? Uh, my mother relocated after a divorce. Okay. Um, so she yeah. just wanted a change of scenery, I guess. So you, you obviously grew up in Tulsa and went to school and everything. and, and Yes, Broken Arrow and Jinx. And then my senior year, my mother remarried, and I ended up at Sepulpa my senior year of high school and graduated from there. Which isn't that far away, right? It's kind of close. No, it was just, honestly, it was a little culture shock, you know, coming from Broken Arrow and Jinx to Sepulpa. I was not familiar with Wrangler jeans or Roper boots or anything of that nature. So I was, uh, guess at that point, an official Oklahoman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. You were definitely thrown in the deep end and and part of, I mean, what is it, 35, 40 minutes away from, from Broken Arrow? But still, it's... Yeah, I don't even remember. I'm right smack dab in the middle of Tulsa now, so I'm kind of in between both locations. So so when you graduate high school, uh, off to college or do you go to work? Um, I actually did both. I jobbed out my senior year of high school because um, I was in Votech and was blessed to be able to work half day and got into the staffing industry and went off to um, what was then Central State University, which is now <laughs> University of Central Oklahoma, um, and went to college there. But I still continued to work in the staffing industry um, half day. So I actually had an office job um, versus a lot of kids that start out in, you know, the restaurants yeah. or that type of thing. So it was That's great. Really cool. So you came, yeah, you came to Edmond and went to UCO and yep. had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And then moved back to Tulsa um, when I was about 21, 22 years old and relocated back here to go to work for the people that got me started in the staffing industry. And I worked for them for a long time. Yeah. So, so obviously that's a little bit of background about yourself. You know, the business is, you know, rustic pup crates making crates for pups. So I guess how, you know, how does that kind of come about, right? You know, you're in the staffing agency. Do you still work in the staffing agency and the, the rustic stuff's on the side? No, my, um, my husband and I actually, we met in 2007 
um, we, well, that's when we got married was in 2007. And we, we made the decision at that point, at some point in time, we wanted to be self-employed. I was actually selling radio advertising. I've done outside sales all my life. Um, and he was self-employed and we determined we wanted to work together. And so a friend of mine was selling her business and we purchased a water purification company. And we had that business for eight years here in Tulsa. And in 2019, we made the decision to close that. And we closed it in August of 2019, went back into doing home remodeling, which is a dream of ours. We love to flip homes. and. I'm, um, was a real estate agent. We did a lot of work for realtors. And so we did that for several months and my husband broke his back. Yeah. He broke, yeah. He broke his back November of 2019. And while I was out of town, he got so sick and tired of the two ginormous <laughs> big black metal crates in our living room. And he loves to build things. Um, and he, I came home and there was the sofa table and of course, my first reaction was how in the blank blank did you get this in the house? Because, <laughs> you know, you're not supposed to be doing anything. You're right. still recuperating from back surgery. And this thing's hundreds of pounds because it is a piece of functional furniture. Yeah. Um, and it was this gorgeous sofa table and it housed our German shepherd and our box a door. Um, and so like every other American, I posted a picture on Facebook and said, look what my nut husband made. He's not supposed to be doing anything, but how cool is this? And it blew up. Yeah. Like people were sharing it. People were commenting. It was just crazy. Mm -hmm. And we sat down and said, hmm, do you think we could make this a business? Yeah. And we started researching. Um, are there people doing this? Are there legitimate companies? Is this, is this a viable business? Because um, we had been self-employed before. We knew the proper steps to take. Um, and we did all of that. And lo and behold, there are very large companies yeah. making functional pet furniture. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and to a high quality too, right? And, you know, yeah. Because it comes at, you know, it's not just like you've made it out of some, you know, two by fours or whatever that's oh, just from the scrapyard. Like these are legit pieces of, you know, furniture and, and sometimes artwork as well. Yes, definitely. And every one of them is custom made. So it's not like it has to be this way or that way. They can pick any type, any type of design they want. Sometimes we even hand design them. Um, people will draw it out and send us a picture and we, we can do the same thing depending upon um, what they want. And so that's how we kind of got started. And we LLC'd Rustic Pup in January of 2020 and had a great marketing plan in place for home and garden shows, trade shows. Let's get out in front of the public, da, 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 da. And March, woohoo! <laughs> Everything was shut down. And we were like, uh-oh, what do we do now? Because, <laughs> you know, the home and garden show, we were out in March last year. It was shut down. Yeah. We were there two and a half days. We had great response. Um, but then that was it. And we... Yeah we were sitting um, honestly in a panic. We didn't know what we were gonna do. We had, you know, mortgaged the house to start the, the finances, to have the money and the capital to start this with all of these trade shows lined up that now weren't gonna happen. 
Yeah, that's a big big risk, isn't it? Yes. And it was like, what do we do now? Um, And so I took all my social media background and I said, we're going to make it happen. And we quickly just switched gears and started doing everything online. Um, And it was a slow start. It really was. Not going to (laughs) lie. There were months we were like ramen noodles, beans and rice, you know, because we're in a national pandemic. Um, And this is a luxury item. This is not a necessity. Um, and so we really had to scrape for a while because it's just our family. You know, this is how we make a living. This is how we pay for our kids' food, clothes. We pay our house payment, <laughs> utilities. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. So, yeah. And it's it, like you said, I mean, that is your family. It's something that you, thankfully, it's something that you've been used to your entire life, right? You're all, you know, being in sales, it's a skill. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, people who probably come out of school today think, I want to be in sales, right? It's probably the last on the list. Um, you know, and to, yeah, no doubt, to be at trade shows and put your sales skills to the task and people, you know, meet people face to face and sell products. And then you've got to go and kind of like be, you know, have, you know, magic thumbs, right, on social media rather than like putting a face to it. And, and that's a total different strategy to, to shaking hands and going and, and, you know, building a brand that way. Yeah. And I, I just, Facebook Live, I just blew it up. Like I was always going live. I was always doing videos because that's my forte. I'm better communicator face to face with somebody, even if I can't see them. Um, that's, that's been, my mouth has been my, <laughs> my weapon per se, um, yeah. for almost all my life. You know, I'm probably the only person, um, you'll ever know that competed in public speaking in high school. That was my thing. I wanted to be the public speaker of the world, you know, and get out there and do all that kind of fun stuff that people are like, no, I'll die if I get up there and public speak. And I was the opposite. I'm like, let me at it. <laughs> Give me the podium. Give me the microphone and get out of my way. Yeah. That's, uh, I, well, and it's great like that, you know, when you got into like, like flipping houses and, and just doing, you know, and your husband was generally really good at this stuff anyway. So it was, it seemed like a perfect fit, right? It's nothing out of the norm, you know, and yeah. you had dogs anyway. It's not yeah. like you've seen this idea and, and, you know, like shit, he's built one thing just randomly because he's got time and then, like, oh, like this makes total sense. I can see why you decided to, you know, take the risk and go all in because no doubt, if, you know, without knowing if there was a pandemic coming, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, we, if the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I'm not real sure where we would be at this point because um, we do ship nationally. We have had several orders out of state um, because there is a demand for it. There is high demand in other states for it. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma, people are still kind of, I've never seen this before what is this? Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just now kind of starting to make its way here. Um, you know, there's big companies in California, there's big companies in Florida, it all kind of trickles down to the center um, of the United States eventually. And, and it's starting to make its way this direction. Yeah. So uh, to that point, then all of your marketing stuff is, I mean, if you go, your sales are coming in from out of state, you've got to market to those states, haven't you? You can't. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the sales in Oklahoma will eventually come, but you're right. If it's already a thing on the, you know, on each coast, and then, then that's where you've got to put your product. Yeah, and we do. We we advertise um, across the board on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Facebook has been. We get ninety eight percent of our business from social media. 
I mean, there's just, there's no way around it. It is a visual product. People want to see it. And when they do see it, then they get it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you've got to market nationally. Yeah. It's I, just, I love that. I, I met with someone last week and I was kind of pitching them some podcast stuff. And, and he's like, you know, my, I love it. I agree with you. But my deal is I have to convince 12 old white dudes who buy TV ads for a living. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'll always be here. <laughs> but, you know, just to your point, what you just said, you know, 98% of your business on Facebook, like it's, and it's, you know, for the most part, obviously you're going to spend money doing ads, but it's a free platform, you know, yeah. it, oh, just, I, you know, I, I, I'm 30 years old and I kind of grew up rough. I didn't, you know, I kind of, I had a gateway computer when I was a kid, you know, AOL dial up. Like I saw all that <laughs> and, you know, and I'm thankfully kind of saw before social media, I guess, you know, the, what it was like before it. And you compare things to now and, you know, anyone can start a business with a social media. It's, yeah. oh, it's fantastic. The opportunity is endless. Yes. And people, um, you know, like I said, I saw radio advertising for 12 years mm-hmm. and people that are not advertising on social media and on podcasts, they're missing the boat mm-hmm. because that's where the people are now. People. Yeah. I have XM. I don't listen to local radio in my car. Wow. Um, I listen to podcasts every single morning while I'm getting dressed. People have to start thinking outside of the box and they have to let go of this is what worked before because it's not going to work anymore. Yeah. You've got to step out of the box and start looking for new creative ways to make income even. Yeah. That's what we did. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it's it's just, I'm going to clip this and just like anybody who wants to (laughs) pitching anybody in the future, is going to show them what you just said. (laughs) It's true. But It's true. Yeah. You know, and then, and that's what we had to do during anybody that wanted to stay in business during the pandemic had to go to social media Mm -hmm. and go to podcasts and go to the unconventional ways people are not watching television as much anymore and they're not listening to traditional radio anymore yeah people that are working from home don't even have the radio on probably yeah yeah i, I mean if i'm listening to music it's on spotify or something it's never yeah. the video yeah or i've got songs downloaded on my iphone yeah i you know i turn that on i don't want the uh, hate to say it but you don't want to hear the commercials right but yet you know there are ways to get to the people and that that's how you've got to do it yeah. So, so the product itself, right. You mentioned everything's custom, um, which is a, a great thing for the client, but also can be a bad thing sometimes because it takes a lot longer to build the product. Right. Um, it does. It takes tell me about the process of that. Um, so what we do is we of course take the order. We do require half day on a time of purchase to secure your place in line is what we call it. It's your placeholder. And then I keep in touch with every single person, letting them know, here's where we are. Here's when we start your crate. When we start the crate, it literally only takes us three to five business days to finish it. Okay. But depending, upon, depending upon the backlog, mm-hmm. that's where you get into, especially if it's bigger crates. Um, for instance, we've got four orders right now, but they're really large. We sell a ton of large double crates. That is our most popular seller. And then if they want open shelves for entertainment center or drawers that adds to the time and sometimes the finish, if they want it painted versus stained or torched, that's a longer process because of the multiple coats, the drying time, the sealing process, et cetera. Um, So we always tell everybody once we start it, it's a three to five day business process of getting it built. Yeah. 
Now, if you're out of state, it's a don't, there's an added delivery time on top of that, depending upon when the shipper is available mm-hmm. um, to pick it up and take it. Yeah. What has it been like? I mean, you know, I'm kind of in the real estate world as well. So I kind of understand that like the, you know, the, the shortage when the virus, the shortage of materials that we couldn't get right. And the prices of materials went through the roof, yeah. especially wood. So yes. how has that been affecting, you know, I guess recent, you know, orders that I guess you've already priced and, and, you know, and then you've got to figure that out. Right. Yeah. We, um, the good thing is, is we're constantly in the stores. We're also into local an Oklahoma woodworking group on Facebook and a Tulsa woodworking group on Facebook and everybody in there keeps everybody informed. Um, this just went up, this just went up, this company's got these in stock now, go check this out. Um, what a lot of people don't know is there is a lot of local places to purchase wood that is not your Lowe's and Home Depot. Um, they have better quality products. They have woods in different forms you're not going to be able to get you've got your maples you've got pines they have all different types of breeds of tree wood um, versus what we can get at other stores and so we have to keep up with it consistently because yes wood has doubled in price within the last six months and we've had to do two price increases within the last six months because of not only wood but our hardware has gone up your hinges, your screws, you know, all the things that you use, the wood glue. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to keep up with it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a legit business problem, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, your, your profit margin shrinking and shrinking as yeah. the day goes by. And especially when, you know, you have all this stuff going on. And like you said, I mean, this is all last year. You know, we're, we're only just a few months into 2020, 2021. So all last year when you, like I said, you'd, you know, you've gone all in, you you made, you know, made room with more capital with remortgaging the house or, and, and, and then like I said, the virus happens and prices go up as well. Yeah. Like, if you can survive this, I'm sure you like, can't wait to get to the other side. Cause we, you yeah. know, we will be okay. Yep. And that's what we say all the time. It's like, man, if we can start a business in a pandemic mm-hmm. and make it last over a year, we're golden. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most of the time entrepreneurs start a business and it fails within the first three years, just under normal circumstances. Right. Yeah. Well, the good thing I guess for you now is you know that the clientele is there, right? Like yes. you know, with your price increases, there's still a client base there, you know, um, Granted, some people may have dropped out and that's fine. Their situations might've changed like everybody else's. But the good thing is that you now have this data that says, okay, like, you know, we're allowed, we can charge this. It's people are still buying if we increase price. So that helps your base price going forward now because you know that the market's there. Oh yeah, it's definitely, it's just a matter of continuing to get the word out, continuing to reach people in the non-traditional forms of advertisement. Yeah. You know, we don't have a big marketing budget. It's I'm it. I'm our marketing. (laughs) So I'm just, I'm constantly networking with people. I'm constantly looking for ways to get in front of people and tell them what we do. Um, every single day, it doesn't matter where we're at. I carry cards in my purse. We stock pet stores. Not really. (laughs) We should. And just hand out cards. Hey, don't buy that crate. Buy this. (laughs) Well, and too, like spending, you know, time on Facebook or Instagram, social media, and just like engaging with communities there that the good thing Mm -hmm. is, right, that you can find people who have bigger followings and you just, you know, drop a comment, engage with them and and just become social media friends. And 
and yep. you, you just you constantly like you know you're constantly in in front of people right like it's you know it, it i find it difficult to tell you know quote older kind of marketing people from like the madman era that you know you, you you're better off spending eight hours a day on instagram or, or facebook yeah. than you are buying you know a radio ad or, or yeah. bill, i mean a billboard as well because i don't know who looks at those um but yeah it's uh yeah, and I actually, um, I still have a lot of contacts in all of those industries, just because when you're in it for so long, you stay immersed in the people. Yeah. And, you know, my billboard contact, he flat told us when we had our water purification business, I won't sell you a billboard. Billboards are for people that already have a brand. They are already branded. People know McDonald's, people know Wendy's, people know Ford that is what a billboard is used for is for people that already have a very strong hold in the market and they just use it as another top of mind awareness. You're constantly keeping the name in front of somebody. And so that's the best use of a billboard. <laughs> we won't be on one anytime. Soon. <laughs> Maybe in the future. Yeah. The goal I guess would be to just, when they get really cheap is to buy every single one of them up when they, whenever, when they're cheap and then you, yeah. don't you? Which would be uh, which would be a great move, I think, on your part to do that because that would be yeah. Um, well, so so obviously the product, you know, you people can go to the website, um, which I'll post in the link in the description down below. It's uh, rusticpupcrates.com, um, and you can look at you know all the ideas that are on there. You know, there's plenty of pictures of, of whatever size dog that you have that you want, or cat, or I mean. You know, I love the little Barker lounge things that you have, right? Like little just lounge ones, and you know the there's some really, really neat, like it's legit furniture. It's not just a crate, is it? It's something yeah. that you go in your house and has like a place in your house that you furnish, you know, to match the stuff that's in your house. Yeah. Our, our tagline is, you know, we want to eliminate the eyesore of the standard dog crate with an actual piece of functional furniture for your home. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been able to accomplish. We have people that buy them as banquet tables for their living room, especially if they're an open concept and they've got the dining room, living room connected. Um, we've got people, the entertainment center is starting to become our most popular. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody loves that because they can put their DVD player, they can put their Xbox, whatever they need to put on there. And it's got the extra storage. Um, so we literally make it, function within whatever room that you wanted in in your house we've done tv nightstands we've done side tables for living rooms for a small pup even without a door it's just the my spot but they wanted something that could act as more of a end table versus just sticking a pillow on the side now they can put a lamp on it yeah, yeah, yeah. So we literally work with the client to determine, okay, what is it you're trying to accomplish? What are you replacing this with? Are there any kind of like common misconceptions and stuff that people like, like frequently ask questions that you have that people might be thinking, Oh, this, you know, this just, you know, general people. Our, our most frequently asked question is we've got a few one. How do I know what size? is going to work for my dog because people look at it and they think, God, that looks really small, mm -hmm. but it's not. If you look at the standard measurements of one of our pieces versus your actual crate, it's going to be the same width and the same depth. It may not be the same height. Mm -hmm. um, so the heights might be a little bit shorter, but we can make them taller. Um, especially we've made some crates for great Danes for Burmese mountain dogs 
um, Great Pyrenees, those types of breeds are going to need a much larger. So we've done that. The second uh, most popular question we get asked, what do I do if they have an accident in it because it's wood? <laughs> well, we do seal it, but if you're concerned with that, then we make it to the actual black plastic tray size mm -hmm. um, that you would have in your crate. And we can put a hinged lid on them. Like if you want it to lift open, so you can put it down in there for easier clean out, mm -hmm. or we can put a side door on the end. So people can slide that tray in um, and out of there, which we have done. And then we also, um, you can purchase waterproof pads. Um, it's, it's not like a potty pad. It is like a sleeper pad um, for like your doors. It's like for your back doors and that type of thing. But they also fit perfect in our crates. And we do have some on display in the showroom that we have yeah. um, here in Tulsa. That's really cool. I mean, I just look, you know, looking back at what we've spoken about, like this is stemmed from like your husband breaking his back. Right? Right. <laughs> like, like this legit business now, you know, since November, 2019 from, from, you know, a, a serious problem or an issue that, you know, it's, it's a huge accident, right? Breaking your back is no oh, easy yeah. task. No, no. It, and he broke his so bad that they wouldn't release him at his first release doctor appointment. He was supposed to get released in January and they were like, nope, sorry. Yeah. You still can't lift over five pounds. And to them we're like, what are we going to do? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, especially when you like when you run your own business, right? When you're self-employed, yeah. that's a huge, huge issue. Um, well, Tamsin, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been really cool to share the story and learn more about, you know, the business and, and, um, people can find you at rustic pup crates on every social media platform. Pretty every much. Every social media. Yes. Everything is rustic pup crates. It's our website. It's Instagram. It's Facebook. Um, we are not as prominent on Instagram. I spend most of my time on Facebook. So you can easily message us there. You can email us yeah. whatever's most convenient. Awesome. Well, hopefully you get a bunch of orders from some Oklahoma friends. So the shipping cost isn't too bad. And they might even come pick it up themselves. Uh, yeah, we do offer free delivery locally, mm -hmm. um, which is a good thing. So if somebody's close enough, we'll take it. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for your time. For everyone listening, I'll post the link to all the social medias down below and the website. You can go check out Rustic Pup Crates and we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. All right. This podcast is made possible by the Made in Oklahoma program, created for Oklahoma's entrepreneurs. Their free-to-join program focuses on economic growth and development for the small businesses who grow, process, or manufacture a good within Oklahoma. Retail stores who sell Made in Oklahoma products can also benefit from their program. Above all, they encourage you to support and shop local wherever possible. Find them on Facebook and visit their website at www.madeinoklahoma.net to learn more. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.